to hear what you want to say to us. Whether that's corporately as a church or to us as individuals. Give us ears to hear this morning. We come against every distraction in Jesus' name. We don't want to be thinking about after or coffee or cakes or any of that stuff. We want to be fully present with you right now, Jesus. So we can squeeze out and receive everything that you want to give us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 60 from verses 1 down to 5. And I know this is, is kind of written for Israel, but I'm speaking and using it as for the church. Arise, shine, for your light has come. It's not just quiet this morning, okay? So, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around, and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant. And your heart shall swell with joy. I mean, I see Israel as I'm speaking this, but I'm, I'm just, it's for us too. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, it speaks of harvest. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Isn't it awesome? Awesome. Don't care how many times I read it. Amen. I was away a couple of weeks ago. Whatever it was. Um, I had a beautiful time at Dubai from calling, and then straight the day after, went to spend a week with my family up in the north of England. the northeast of England. It's cold. It's cold. Yeah, but it's got some beautiful places, and I visited some beautiful places. And on my last day there, they took me to um, a place called South Shields, which is not an attractive place, but it is near the coast, and the coast is, is just rugged and stunning. And we went to a place called Suta. Where there is Suta Lighthouse. And you go through this, literally through a town, and you come out on the coast and you're hit by this red and white striped huge lighthouse, just standing on the edge of this rugged coastline. It's now a, a National Trust site, um, and, and it made me smile because um, I looked at this lighthouse and I thought, oh, it's phenomenal. But then they've got this beautiful cafe, you love it because you love your cafes, and you hate little cafe attached to the lighthouse where you can get fresh scones and coffee and tea, no matter what the weather's like outside. And, and then even, even how a little cottage they built onto the side of the lighthouse. There's two little cottages that you can, you can rent. But I stood there and I thought this lighthouse was built for one purpose. For one purpose. I don't want to be caught up with it was not a lovely cafe, always thought lovely little cottages. No, it was built for one purpose. Amen? Its job, its sole job, is to warn of danger with its light and with its sound. They practice this huge fog falling on this separate building um, once a week, and they say it reverberates to the whole of the coastline and in the ground when I'd love to have been there when they played the fog horn. But that's what the purpose of the lighthouse is for. Amen? And I was moved again, as many as have been many times, with the need for the church to arise and shine in this hour in history. When the fears and the turmoils and the struggles of life are overwhelming so many people. And they're in danger of being shipwrecked. 
because they don't know how to cope with it. I believe um, we're in exciting days, and I believe we're in um, actually days that are urgent. We know that, we've heard that, yes. Because the warning blasts have gone out in the spirit realm, haven't they? The warning blasts have gone out to the church, and we've heard them, and we've responded to them before God. As Chris shared a few weeks ago, it's time for us to what did he say? To stand up, to rise up against the enemy, overcome the works of darkness. It's time to shift the whole atmosphere and the whole spiritual climate. He talked of Reformation Sunday, didn't he? Those who will stand up, rise up, and stand up against the enemy. And I pondered on that like I'm sure you did. And okay, God, I was there, I stood at the front. And, and what I felt God was saying was, was um, I don't think you, that, I don't think I meant to rise up in that cold, rule over and take it. But God says, but it is time to arise and shine. And that, I felt, was the Father. The rise up, with it, yes, we've got to be, to be bold and courageous, but it's not a cold, we've got to take it to rise and shine, church. I believe today we're living in. And one of the things God has been clearly working out in me over this past season, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, but is to be ready to minister. To be someone who shines every day. <laughs> Not just when we're together, but to shine every day. And he's been clearly working with me to, to minister in season and out of season. And it's a lesson, I think, in this day, we all need. When I'm in, in, in the coffee shop, for example, I'll be learning. <laughs> But um, unlike, you know, we, we, we like to arrange ministry times and we pray for people and it's good. But, but in the coffee shop, it's crazy. And those who volunteer there would know. And, and there's times when I am up to my arms and washing up. And Friday was a great example. We closed at 4 o'clock, 20 to 3, we had three people came in. It's 20 to 4, we had three people came in the shop. And all of a sudden, said, gee, they, they, want, they want prayer. They want someone to pray with you. And I'm like, it's 20 to 4. <laughs> Just closing up. And then a guy came up to me and just touched my feet and said it's time to run. 
And I was running. I was running in the spirit on the floor. I was running and it was just powerful. And then I'm down there and I'm absolutely exhausted and waxed and I'm just sitting up, covered in it. And then Jane says, Julie, can you just go and administer and anoint so and so? And literally, my words were, I'm wrecked. I'm just being <laughs> by accident.
Be careful. And I felt it was time as we arise and shine. And I love that the prayer life of this church, Denise, is taking on it. And it's coming alive, isn't it? We're kind of getting the importance of prayer. If we don't have prayer, nothing's going to shift and change. And as a church that arises, it's time for us to watch and pray. And I've spoken on this before, but I was writing with Daniel. You know that we need to keep watching. If you go into Daniel 7, I love that passage. When he's, um, he's, 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 he gets his revelation of these beasts, these four beasts of the evil. And we can stop and we can say, oh, it's dark in the world and it's, and it's this judgment words and it's this and that. And we stop there and we get kind of like this. But Daniel, if you're reading Daniel, it says, but he kept watching. He kept looking. He kept contemplating. He kept looking until. And then you read in, in that that he saw the throne set in place. Let me read you. This is what he sees because he kept on looking, church. He kept on praying. We've got to keep on seeking the Lord. We've got to keep on asking. We've got to keep on because God is good. Amen. And because he is a redemptive God. Amen. We don't stop at the bad news of Israel. We know the end of the story. We press on, yes? yes. In our prayer. And he says in Daniel, I watch. I watch till. We watch till the good news. We watch till we get a revelation of his goodness and his compassion, yes? And the redemption person of God. I watch till thrones are put in place. And the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame. Its wheels a burning fire, a fiery stream issued and came forth before him. And thousands and thousands ministered to him, and still are, hallelujah, give us a vision of what we are caught up to when we worship. We're caught up into that. Thousands, that ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. And he goes on, Daniel 7, 13 to 14. I was watching. <laughs> He's still watching in the night visions. And behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the Ancient of Days and they brought him near before him. That to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. That all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. It shall not pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. As we pray, church, as God's called us to be watchmen on the walls in this church, keep watching, keep praying, keep listening. Yeah? Don't stop at the bad news bits. Don't stop at how grim and dark it is. Press in. It's time to arise and shine. And there's a, there's a flip chart. I came in yesterday just to do some, some stuff and finish this off. And there's a flip chart, and it's hilarious because there's a flip chart in the corner of that room that has got a, a, a word written on it that was from our last 24-7 prayer room that I wrote. That's got to be over three years ago because it's before COVID, but it's still there. And what I wrote on it three years ago was, enlarge your capacity. Enlarge your capacity. And Isaiah 60, it says this. And this is the American Standard Version. Then thou shalt see and be radiant. And thy heart shall thrill and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned unto thee, we read it. The wealth of nations shall come unto thee. Another version says, your heart will tremble and swell with joy. We need our hearts to be enlarged. To hold what God wants to reveal, I believe, of himself to us. 
God says, arise, get up, move, take your place, people, and shine. Through John 1 and, and John 8, 12, we know that Jesus is the light of the world, amen? He's the light. He's the one that reaches people, yeah? I met a, a, a guy, uh, my brother-in-law last week, who works in the prisons in Junction 42. And he, he, he works in there with, with the inmates and he's with the lifers and he had a little group and, and a little Bible study with these guys and, and one of them, this lifer who was, uh, was not a nice man, he was in for murder and he had given the prison warders trouble since the day he came in and, and he, they sat in this group and, and one of the other guys said, oh, do we need to um, like confess our sins and stuff before God and, and like that before, you know, before he like meets us? And it was silence. And then this murderer, this lifer, just started crying. And he said, that's not my experience. I was in my cell. And I was tired of living the way I was living. I didn't like myself. I hated the way I treat people. I can't do this anymore. And he said at that moment, his cell filled with such a love as if he was being hugged, and he knew it was Jesus. That caused him to turn, to repent, and now a witness to the other guys. See, I haven't got a pat formula, but I know I've got a heart for people. And my cry is however you want, whether it's the Muslim, whether you're meeting people in dreams and visions, or whether it's me preaching the gospel, or whether it's you just stopping and come, God, would you come and would you meet people? But would you cause the goodness of God to lead them to repentance? God is working. He's at work, church. But we need to work with him. We're co-laborers with Christ. Amen? Amen? We need to arise and shine. There's no excuse. The light has come. We're not waiting for another light. The light has come. So we don't want to sit around waiting for something else to happen. Yeah? Stop with our excuses. And I'm crying out in this season, Jesus, I don't want to see things anymore the way I see them. I don't want to, I want to see them from the way you see them. I want to see the Father the way you see the Father. I want to see Holy Spirit the way you see him. I want to see myself the way you see me. I want to see my neighbours the way you see them. And I want to see my enemies the way you see them. We've all struggled with the Israel and the Hamas and that, but we've had to grapple with God. I need to see how you see them. And I want to walk with you, Jesus. And I kind of confess I feel like I'm just learning in this new season we are in. It's like the old has gone and then we're learning what it is to actually walk, being led by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, being a river. Anybody else? <laughs> Arise, church. In the glory that is placed in your life, Christ in you. It's a wonder it's a marvel, isn't it? But it's true, Christ in you. <coughs> Because when you do, when we move, when we actually arise, and we, we move in the glory, we move in the spirit that's in us, and actually attracts 
the glory. It attracts the glory of the Lord. And he will then be seen in your everyday life. And that's what we're after, isn't it? Glory attracts glory. We always see in the coffee shop, this isn't us, this is nothing about me, I can't do a jot. But I do want to release the glory of the Lord. But it attracts the glory of the Lord to work in people's lives. Because anything we steward well in the kingdom brings increase, doesn't it? We're called to steward well what God has given us. And we went to, as I said, right through calling. And we were all given a bottle of anointing oil when we went. All given a pack of tissues and a bottle of anointing oil. We were anointing all weekend. It was a messy anointing weekend, I can tell you. It was forget the drips, take the top off. And... But I went with one bottle. I opened my, I kept up with three. I have no idea how, though I had one bottle given to me, I've come back with three. But you might not, well, God spoke and said, because that's my kingdom economics. You give and you shall receive. What? Press down and shake it together and overflow. Or you can keep your one bottle sat on your desk and say, well, what's my tomorrow? I've got a nice bottle, it's called, it's called Brains of the Lord, it's called this. But it's a waste of time that does nothing until you use it. For the glory of God. And then God will multiply. He'll give it to you in good measure, press down, shake it together, and run it over. His glory will be seen upon you. When you take your place, when you arise and shine, you attract the glory of the Lord, His glory will be seen. His glory, not you, you shriek, but His glory will be seen. In King's Winfest, amen? Amen. I'm tired of hearing psychic meetings going on and there's an altar. Yeah. It's time to church. Rise <laughs> and shine. Yeah. I'm passionate still about seeing precious souls saved, absolutely passionate, but I'm equally passionate in church to see the king and his kingdom being worked out and working and manifesting in every area of the believer's life. I'm passionate about that, but we don't stay the same. Those who live in union with him, Christ in ours, and we in Christ. I'm stuck on that. I'm like, God's not like I'm there, you're there. No, we're, we're entangled, we're in union together. That's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. God is in you. I am in him. We're seated in heavenly places. I'm like, it's crazy. But it's truth. And I believe firmly that we will when we arise. We will when we get this stuff. We will see the culture and the atmosphere change around us. We will. Because of him. And family and church and your life, she's getting a bit puffy this morning. Because actually this is my last preach here at KCC. My last voted on preach. Because I plan to be leaving for Colombia early next year to take up a longer term post <coughs> with YMT initially for a year unless the world leads otherwise. As I push the door, why did I push the door? Because when I was in Medellin, I got to minister to around 45 odd young adults who were planning to go into politics media or be missionaries to the nations, to sow seeds, to minister to them. Who knows what God could do 
through 40, 50 people if they can get on fire for God and get this stuff. That's a lot more fruit than I can get being here. Speaking to mostly converted people. And God said, push the door. And I pushed the door and the door opened. Specifically to teach, to minister, and equip them to move in the power of the Holy Spirit, which was missing one of us. And if God opens the door, then what do you do? And God opened the door, I'll just stand in the hallway for another minute, for sure. I'm in fear and trembling, and I'm excited. So I'll be, one is I leave the end of February here, spend a month visiting family, and then forth to Marine. And over the past 11 years, Julia, we can I have grown to love this fellowship. But somebody said the other day, it doesn't matter what it was, weeks ago, they said, I'll never leave Casey safe. And I'm like, how can you say that? How, how can you say that before God? You're only here if God needs you here. God needs you elsewhere. We need to be in a place to say yes. However comfortable and nice it is, we have to be people ready. God says, actually, I need you in that broken church down the road where they're swirling and they're it. I need you there. So we better have a yes or, or not another heart that says, I'll never leave. That shuts the door. Amen? Because we follow the Holy Spirit. We follow the leading. And we get confirmation from people, but we follow the Spirit. So that open door was for me. And while I was at the North visiting family, my brother in law said, Gee, I need to pray for you before you go. And I'm like, What? You still have to say, I was in Costa Coffee this morning. And I smiled. Well, after coming this morning, he said, and on the wall, it said, Colombian, what origin? <laughs> My original calling to Colombia was in a coffee shop. Do you remember Mark's message? What Colombia Now God's given coffee to Colombia. He said, with a big writing, what origin? And he said, I think it's because she said to me in the Medellin, there's people from all over South America. There's Venezuelans, I wrote down, there was girls from Chile, there was people from Argentina, there was some from Ecuador, and there was one British lad. And it doesn't matter what their culture or their background, they have one origin in Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love what God has and how he confronts with you. No matter what their cultural background, that's my message. And I'll tell you more about stuff later days. Church, I, I, if it was my last preach, I just say to you, go after 100%. Don't settle for 50%. Don't settle for 80% of what God has for you. Why won't you do it truly? God's not going to hold back. But neither will you give if we're not hungry. If we're not using what he's given, you won't give more. And go after being 100% committed to him 100% of the time. And I wrote this and I thought, just hear people say, are you kidding me? I can't even get a quiet time in, I can't even do this, I can't even do that. I've never believed in bringing the benchmark down to where I'm at, ever. God's got a benchmark. I strive for that. I may never reach it, but I'm going after it. Go after it, church. Don't settle. My prayer is that you would arise and shine. No more buts. But that you would go after being filled with the fullness of God. 
And this is where I want to finish with. Turn to Ephesians 3, 14 to 20. Thank <laughs> you. 
can't get to the top of the it's, it, it's limitless love of God. And to know, to experientially know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Not head knowledge. You experientially know, like that guy in the prison cells that you got left. And I have met people on missions in Africa and other places that have been pastors and have been soaking the floor with their tears because they didn't know they were loved. Because knowledge isn't what it's about. It's a heart knowledge. It's knowing that you know, that you know, that you know that you are loved. We quote so many times for God so loved the world. So many times. It's not information, it's truth. For God has so only loved the world. Paul prayed that this had to happen, that they know that they know, that that creation of the universe, the one who sustains all things, God himself loves them. That's the message we've got for people out there. Amen? He loves them.
your more excuses. Now is the time. Amen. 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 Just my final oh, And I do want to ask, I heard um, I heard that the week before last, some people were invited forward to pray for the sick, I think, to join the elders. Um, if you were any of those people, I'd like some prayer at the end of the service. Um, so you who stepped up, we've got to activate that. Yes, no point. You've got to use that now. You've got to be praying. So go pray for the elders. That'd be great. Let's just pray. Let's go to our future church. Love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. 